Gucci ain't did shit to y'all. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say. They racist, whatever. I don't want to hear that shit. They did shit to y'all. PM to 6 a.m. That's how I feel. No. Keep everybody off the street, these animals off the streets that are running around in Miami-Dade County acting like they have escaped from a zoo. Lock them up at 5 p.m. so the streets can be nice and clean. That's how I feel. Of course. Alrighty, guys. You are now tuned into another episode of Zay TV Presents the Motherfucking Ratchet Hour, okay? And it's been a little minute. I know. I know you guys miss me. I miss you guys so much. But it's a lot of real shit going on. You know, we got COVID-19 still going on, fucking up everything. You know, we got these police out here on some bullshit. There's a lot of stuff going on. It was riots going on. A lot of protests still going on to this moment. So I had to take a little pause, live life, get out there in them streets, reevaluate everything that I was doing, and try to get my life in order or whatever that means to even be in order right now. So I'm sorry that I've been going for so long, but today... I'm giving you a special show. Today's show is called ZayTV, All Things Black, okay? And we're going to talk about everything that's been going on from the past to now. This is just like a review show. This week, I'm doing not one, but two shows. So one show is going to be about everything that happened since I did the last show. And then maybe in a week or maybe in two days, I'm going to post the next show, which is going to be about everything that's going on currently. So we're just going to talk about what happened. And now we're going to talk about what's going on. So just buckle up your seatbelts, get ready, because we're going to talk about all of the shit that went down, okay? So, without further ado, let's get this shit on and popping. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody who's been out there protesting. I want to give a shout out to all the protesters, all the people who have organized some of the protests that have been going on. I want to give a special shout out to my friend Larry. His Instagram is IamQueens. He's a young activist. He's always out there in the streets. He's been doing this. Not He hasn't just started doing this because it's a cool thing to do. He's been in the streets. He's been organizing protests. And I just want to say shout out to Larry. Shout out to everybody that's just doing their thing. Shout out to all the young people that's out there fighting against systemic racism and fighting against oppression from the police. I just want to say that it's so good to feel this energy and to see like young people being active in politics and being active in like how we get treated on an everyday basis. And not, it just goes to show that we are not the past generations. We are not our parents. We are not our grandparents. We are not our ancestors. And we're not just going to sit here and let this shit fly. So I just want to say shout out to everybody that's been out there protesting. And let's get this show on the road. We're going to do what we usually do. If you guys are new to the show, what we like to do when we open up the show is we like to talk about this week's in music. So basically... This week in music is where we just break down things that's been going on in hip-hop, and we talk about a lot of the stuff that's been going on. So, let's get into it. First, I wanted to talk about... I just wanted to tell you guys I told you so. I told you guys that when 6ix9ine came out, nothing was going to be different. He was still going to troll people. He was still going to be on the internet acting crazy. I even said that his song was going to go number one, and it did. Troll tweets on 6ix9ine and Nicki Minaj went number one, and the peoples was pissed. But I just wanted to say, the song is okay. The song is decent. It's not all that. But Nikki did what she was supposed to do. And although 2020 is a fucked up year for a lot of us, it's her year. She got two number one records out of it. Her first two number one records. So shout out to Nicki Minaj. Shout out to 6ix9ine. And as you see, Snitching did not do shit to his career. It may have even put him in a bigger, a, a bigger and better platform. So shout out to the both of them. Um... Also, we have City Girls has dropped their um, long-awaited album, which is City on Lock, and it's actually a good project. I like the album. I don't, I don't see like, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with the album. The album is a good album. It's a good um, work of art. The songs fit with each other. The songs match each other. Um, only thing is that the album did poor sales. It only sold nineteen thousand, I believe, or yeah, nineteen thousand copies in the first week, which is bad because. Somebody had leaked the album the previous day, so they decided to drop the album. But I, all, all of that aside, albums aside, is a good work of art. I really do enjoy the songs out there. I like the song with Doja Cat, Pussy Talk. Um, I like the song with um the little baby called Flute Out. I also like the song um that old man and Come Outside. Um, it just shows how much they've grown as artists, and I really enjoyed the album. So shout outs to the City Girls and all the City Girls out there. Also. Tiana Taylor had dropped the album on Juneteenth, 
which was titled The Album, which she said she named it that because she was so tired of people asking about it, when she was going to do it. Um, I have mixed feelings on Tiana's album. I love Tiana Taylor. She is one of the R&B singers that still give me R&B singers from the 90s. She's so unique. She's so different. But what I do have to say is that it was too many songs. Like, it's like 20-something songs. She didn't need that many songs. Um, And Tiana is also known as a dancer. And it's not one dance record out of 20-something songs on that album. Um, I've been to a Tiana show, so I know she's going to freak it. She's going to change one of the songs up, remix them to be a dance mix. But damn, Tiana, you could have put one dance song on there. Um, I don't really know how to feel about the album. The songs that I enjoy the most are songs that I heard before the album dropped, which is like Made It, um, the song with Kalani, um, the Michael Jackson song, like, so... I'm going to give it another listen. I feel like I have to give it another listen, a third try, and just, like, sit myself in the house and really dive into this um, album. But all in all, I like um, Tiana's album. It's okay. It's not It's not as good as the first one. And the first one, she hated it. But shout out to Tiana Taylor. Also, congratulations. She's having another baby. Y'all, if you didn't know, Junie then spilled the tea that um, Tiana was pregnant, but she announced it. And one of her visuals. So shout out to Tiana Taylor. Um, oh, I also do like the, the little thing she did with Lauren Hill. You know, not many people could get Lauren Hill to come to something and be there on time. Um, also, A Boogie with the Hoodie has dropped his deluxe edition to his album, which is fire. So shout out to A Boogie because I wasn't really feeling the first part like that, but his deluxe is what a deluxe is supposed to be. It has way more better songs on it. Um, he really snapped. He gave us what um, we felt was missing from the regular album. So shout out to um, A Boogie and a Hoodie. Also, Pop Smoke's long-awaited album was finally dropped. Um, and it, the one that's produced by 50 Cent. If you guys don't know, Pop Smoke was a Brooklyn rapper. He passed away. 50 Cent decided to continue his project. And I don't know how... From the artwork to the album, I'm just pissed. I don't feel like Virgil should have been a part of the artwork. I hated the first cover. I hated the second cover. I'm over Virgil for only donating what? Then he donate like a hundred dollars to like um Black Lives Matter when he's a rich fashion designer. So I just feel like um I'm over Virgil as a whole. I'm over the album cover. When as far as the songs go, there's like four songs that I like. Um But I feel like in my opinion it was 20 features. Pop Smoke did not have all of those features. He did not need all of those features. The album itself did not need all those features. I feel like Quavo was on way too many songs, okay? Way too many songs. Why was Quavo on all of those damn songs? Um, I feel like it was overshadowed by features. And all in all, it's an okay project. Um, I just hope that the money is going to his mother, his family. And I just want to say shout out to Pop Smoke. Long live Pop Smoke. Um... Yeah, and that's about it. We're going to move on to our next thing. Sweetie dropped her long-awaited single that she was talking about forever, talking about it's going to be heat and this, that, and third, which is Tapped In, which is another sample. Um, And I listened to it. Y'all know I like Sweetie. I really do like Sweetie. I feel like she's a beautiful girl. But at this point, I feel like Sweetie just needs to go back to modeling for Fenty, just be a model because Tapped In was trash. Um, She should never did an iconic sample. And I feel like with Sweetie, her, her music is either a hit or a miss. And for me, Tap In was a miss, okay? I did not like it. I wanted to tap out. She needs to tap out. She needs to just go into doing something else. Be that pretty girl. Be Quavo's girlfriend because this music is not it for you right now, Sweetie. And although the music is not it for her, I want to say shout out to her promotion team, okay? Because even though her songs be trash or questionable, them shits be everywhere, okay? So whoever's doing Sweetie promotion, I'm gonna need y'all to come promote for me, come do some stuff for me because her shit is everywhere, okay? Her songs is everywhere and Top 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 is everywhere. So shout out to Sweetie's promotion team, okay? Give them a round of applause. If you listening to this, come promote me, okay? And we're gonna move on from this segment of the show. We're gonna move on to our next segment, which is called Love is in the Air, guys. So, Love is in the Air is just basically when we talk about all the beautiful black love that's going on in this world. 
step by step and we just break things down for you guys. So first, I'm going to give a big congratulations to A Boogie and Ella Bands who welcomed their first son. And I like them. Like, I really like A Boogie and I like Ella Bands. Like, they go through their little drama like everybody else do. But I feel like they keep it, they try to keep it on the wraps. And Ella is real honest and she's not like the, to me, she just separates herself. She's not really like the, um, the Jada Waiters or the Aries. But she was the first one to really come out, like, the first young griffin of a rapper. And I like other bands, so shout out to them. And shout out to their beautiful son that they just welcomed in this world. Um, then I also want to give a shout out to Sierra and Russell Wilson, who are still going strong. Posting beautiful pictures of her growing belly, um, baby bump and her growing belly. So basically, Sierra's been just showing us her journey of being pregnant during this corona time. And it's just beautiful to see how her stomach has went from small to big. Um, I believe they're having a son as well. And it's, the, it's their first boy together. You know, she has the child of future. But this is their first child together. Um, she just did the cover of Vogue, I believe. And did some shots in Vogue. So, shout out to Sierra and Russell Wilson. They're one of my favorite couples. Um, very transparent. And I just feel like I really enjoy them too. I love them too together. Then... We have another, they're not a couple, but we have YK Osiris, who keeps making videos professing his love for Regine Carter, and I think that this is cute. Like, a lot of people were saying, oh, this is corny, he being mad corny, he just want to talk to Regine because she's, um, Lil Wayne's daughter, and I don't feel that. I feel like he really likes Regine, he really wants to be with Regine, and I feel like it's cute. I feel like people don't really chase after people no more because they don't want to look like a dick rider, but I like that he's doing this, and I feel like Regine needs to give him a chance. So he can show her how to love. And they can just be together. I really like um, YK Osiris. Even though he's corny at times. He's really like. He doesn't strike me as a bad person. Or somebody that's going to be malicious. Or do anything to Regine. So shout out to YK Osiris. Shout out to Regine. And they just need to make it happen. Go on a date Regine. It won't kill you to go on a date. Okay. Then we're going to move on to our last couple. That we're going to talk about today. Which is Danny Lee and the baby are now officially public with their relationship so if you guys didn't know the two were sneaking around they was also in um her music video the um levi jeans high video or whatever and a lot of people saying oh they're a couple they're not a couple this down the third and he was still dibbling dabbling with his baby mother and all of that whole lot of going on stuff over there but now they are out there together they're taking cuffing pictures they um walking around in public and the baby mother, she, she like, people keep coming in her comments and saying stuff like, oh, look, I thought y'all was together. She said that she moved on, he moved on. She don't really care about it no more. And now the baby mother is not beefing with Danny Lee no more or Danny Lay, however you say their name. So congratulations on to them for finally coming out and being a couple, even though we already then knew that you guys was messing around, okay? So shout out to them. Go make love, go have babies, go make some beautiful music. They're both talented artists, and I hope they continue to enjoy each other. And, yeah. So that's it for Love is in the Air. We're going to move on to our next segment. Alrighty, guys. So we are going to move on to my next segment of the show, which is called All Things Black. And we're going to take a ride on the Coon Balloon. Just basically what we're going to do is we're going to review everything that has happened since the whole black lives matter movement had got back boosted up since everything that happened with george floyd since the riots since the protests since all of the looting and stuff like that so first we're going to start off with our good sis shakana who was crying over the gucci store and the gucci store being broken into and saying that gucci ain't do nothing to y'all and that people shouldn't be looting and doing this that and the third now how i feel about it i don't care about looting i feel like get it how you live and i feel like there's nothing wrong with looting i feel like you gotta show people that, like this generation is showing people that we are angry we are not just gonna lay down we're gonna break into your businesses we're gonna break into your stores and i don't really feel like in looting is a bad thing it's showing people that we are angry and then another thing is like these big businesses don't care about what we go through they have insurance they can repay for everything that they got in these stores my thing with shikana is I just didn't get why she was crying over the Gucci store. What is her significance to the Gucci store? Why is Gucci more important than the movement and what's going on right now? I feel like should Shakana be canceled? Um, 
No, I just feel like she made a mistake. She wasn't as educated. She's not the person that should be talking about these things that's going on, if you want to be technical. I feel like we all know that Shekinah is not the brightest bulb in the shed. We know that she's not the sharpest tool in the shed. She's not the smartest person. So I don't feel like what she did or what she said was in malice or malicious. I just feel like Shekinah was just speaking when she shouldn't have spoke. And I just felt like she was she sounded dumb. And... I just feel like she spoke too soon, and then when the backlash came to hit her, she didn't know how to react. But I don't feel like she meant any harm by her statements, but I feel like she needs to think before she speak. Um, I still love Shekana. I don't feel like Shekana should be canceled. I just feel like she got it. Like It was around her birthday, too. I feel like people got into her comments, and they read her. They told her about herself, and I, I know for a fact she definitely won't do it again. Um... A lot of these celebrities prioritizing these brands over what's going on just shows you what they think and how they think about black problems. And I just don't feel like Shekinah was malicious and I don't feel like she should be canceled. Um, I'm moving on. We're going to go on to Trina and her statement. So basically, if you guys don't know, Trick and Trina have a morning show on Streets 99 Jams, which is like the premier hip hop station in Miami. And basically, um... They was talking about how the Miami curfew was moved up from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock. And basically, Trina was saying that they need to move it up to 4 o'clock. She doesn't like these looters. They broke into her friend's store. She was calling people animals. Um, she was saying that they were savages because they destroyed her friend's store. Her friend isn't going to be able to feed her family. Mind you, everybody else can't feed their family because nobody was working. Everybody was still um, in the house. Couldn't work due to Corona, Coronisha, whatever you want to call a hoe. And basically, she was like, she's disgusted. She was calling them animals. She was saying so much things that was negative about the people in the movement and the protest. And while she was saying these things, Trick Daddy was trying to save her. Like, no, Trina, don't say this. I think you're confused right now. And she just kept doubling down. Like, no, I mean this. I'm the baddest bitch. These people are beneath me. They are peasants. And, like, she just kept saying stupid stuff. And I was just looking at her like... Trick is literally throwing you a life raft. He's literally trying to save you, and you're still saying stupid shit. I do feel like Trina is a prime example of some of the black people in the industry. When they get famous, and they get a little money, they get on a little pedestal, and they disenfranchise themselves from the black struggle. They separate themselves from the black struggle. And I feel like Trina needs to humble herself, because you, to be honest, you are not the baddest bitch you never was the baddest bitch and your career is not like she thinks in her mind i really think trina is delusional that she is Nicki minaj when she's not even cardi b she's not even the city girls like trina only has two songs two good songs maybe three and i never heard of nobody going like oh play that trina you hear it and you like it then you hear it you don't request to hear it and i just feel like the apology she gave after was forced because in that moment she didn't apologize even after she didn't write apologize she started apologizing when the fans started ripping into her ass i feel like if you're going to be honest if you mean something stick to it i would have respected her more if she said what she said she stayed on it she switched because she was getting backlash for what she said i honestly feel like streets 99 jams need to get rid of trick and trina and they need to put somebody who's more educated on these issues to speak about these issues. They need to um they need to just cut ties with Trina because it's apparent that she's too emotional for radio and she's mixing in her own problems with what's going on and she's not remorseful, she's not empathetic with the people. And I just feel like in these times, you need to show empathy, like you can't be that much into yourself and feeling yourself that you think that you are above black people when you are a black person. And I was just over Trina. And I definitely feel like she needs to be canceled. Like, one thing is, I don't know how I feel about cancel culture. Sometimes they drag it, but sometimes it's really necessary. And I feel like this is necessary for Trina. We got to get rid of these ignorant people and stuff like that. Because it's just going to just promote more negativity and make people think that it's okay to just say stupid shit like she said. Um... Then a lot of people were saying, oh, maybe this is a teachable moment for Trina. Maybe she needs to learn. 
there's no more teachable moments. I don't feel like I feel like when you when I was 18, I knew who I was. When I was 16, I knew who I was. I knew what was right from wrong. Maybe I didn't choose to do the right thing. But there's no more teachable moments. I cannot teach somebody who's damn near 50 years old right from wrong. There's no more teachable moments. She needs to grow up, get out of that I am the baddest bitch mentality, and really think before you speak. Especially when you're on a platform like Streets 99 Jams. But nevertheless, we're going to move on to the next person, which is Miss Nene Leakes. Nene Leakes was in a lot of turmoil and drama when she compared her drama on The Real Housewives of Atlanta virtual reunion to being ganged up on, like how George Floyd was ganged up on. So she was basically saying that they was both ganged up on. She felt like George Floyd during the reunion. That's why she left. And I just want to tell Nene, get over yourself. You are not George Floyd, okay? You did not... You don't have a police officer with a knee on your neck. You are not in face-to-face with these girls at this reunion. Y'all over the computer. I feel like Nene is just being dramatic. And it's another uneducated person. Like, we're glorifying these uneducated people. And when they say crazy shit, we get mad. But I honestly feel like Nene needs to let it go. Like, Nene needs to think. Another one who's not thinking before she speaks. Like, at the end of the day, Kenya and Candy coming at you and Cynthia coming at you is not even close to being brutalized by the police being attacked by the police being killed by the police we have people that's really going through shit people that's on the streets getting killed over selling allegedly selling cigarettes or um a fake 20 dollar bill or killed in their home and you want to compare that to a motherfucking tv show like overall i just think nene leaks we need to be done with nene leaks as a whole because She's been nothing but drama, drama, drama. She's not a good representation of what a black woman should be. Because all you see every year with her is tearing other black women down. Trying to get other black women off the show. Ruining other people's opportunity to feed their family. Like, quiet as a kept, I felt like she did that to Eva. I feel like she the reason why Eva isn't on the show. She did 35 interviews saying that this girl is boring and doesn't need to be on the show when she has a family to feed. But, y'all love her. I don't know. I don't know about that Nene Leaks. Um, next person we have up here is B. Simone, who has been in a lot of drama from even... All right, let me break it down to you first. So B. Simone is in trouble for saying that she's going to handle this whole Black Lives Matter and George Floyd situation as a Christian and not a angry black woman. Um, so she did a whole bunch of rants on Twitter, posting tweets, and I just feel like... When it comes to be Simone, it's like, how ignorant can you be? Yes, you, you may be a Christian or whatever, but at the end of the day, you are a black woman first. Like, when people see you, they have to speak to you to know if you're a Christian. But when they see you, they know for a fact that you are a black woman. They don't know what religion you are. They don't know what sexuality you are. They know that you're a black woman. And then my thing is, should you not be an angry black woman? Like, you should be angry in this time where black men and black women are being killed for no reason being um shot up and choked out and by the people that's supposed to protect them you should be an angry black woman and there's nothing wrong with being an angry black woman and fighting for your people like lately i don't know what's been going on with b simone first she was attacking um working class people um then she plagiarized and stole from um young black creators and young black blogs to make a um thrifty ass book and then later on, I'm going to talk about how she was attacking the trans um, community and the LGBT community community on the podcast. And overall, I just feel like we need we could get rid of B Simone as quickly as we made her. We could get rid of her because at the end of the day, she doesn't contribute much to um the industry. She doesn't contribute much to blackness. She doesn't contribute much to anything. Um, all she's good for is a joke or two a while and out and I'm over her and her childish ass statements and her childish ass eyebrows okay um I just need B. Simone to have several seats and just stop fucking talking I don't know who she pissed off because it's like now all these things are coming out about her and every time she speaks it's always some shit she's always in the news and not all good publicity or not all publicity is good publicity but publicity and I feel like now she's learning this and she's seeing that and I just feel like B. Simone needs to sit her ass all the way down okay um next up we have Mr. Terry Crews is back at it again for um in the media cooning again as he usually does 
So basically, um, if you guys don't know, Terry Crews had put up a tweet saying we cannot get rid of black. Well, I'm a paraphrase it. We cannot get rid of black um white supremacy without. All right, it says defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Now, let me tell you how ignorant that is. I feel like he's always in this place where he wants to be the pick-me person, the house nigga, the house slave. He always wants to tap dance for white people. There is no way we can have black supremacy. There is no black supremacy. Black people don't run the TV stations. Black people don't run politics. Black people don't run the economy. They don't run the money. They We don't run anything. We may have gotten one or two people up there like a... Diddy or Jay-Z, but compared to white wealth, they are nobodies, okay? They aren't even close to white wealth. Um, I just feel like Terry Crews is just speaking out on things and trying to be accepted so much that he's turning his back on his own community. For example, like what he did to Gabrielle Union when she um brought up the racism, um, her mistreatment as a black woman on America's Got Talent, and he just denied all her claims and said that there was no racism, and he basically, like, left her out to dry when it was actually proof of things that was racist towards her them trying to change how she presents herself as a black woman i just feel like people like terry cruz are complete garbage like you don't stand for nothing you will fall for anything you're not protecting black women you're not protecting black people you want to be a part of the white mainstream so bad that you're willing to turn your back on your whole community and i'm just really disgusted in terry cruz and i feel like he is the problem. Like, he is the problem in the black community where we don't have unity. He doesn't represent unity. He's a crab in a barrel type person. And the more we know about him, the less I continue to like him. Like, I never thought it would come a day where I would hate Julius from Everybody Hates Chris, okay? I never thought I would hate the cheap father. But now I'm really hating Terry Crews. And I just want to say he's done. Like, the nail is in the coffin for me with Terry Crews. I do not like Terry Crews no more. And I just want to give a shout out to um, Gabrielle Union for um, fighting against the racism in America's Got Talent and standing up for herself against a whole network, which is NBC Universal. Um, shout outs to her for sticking to her story, fighting for her rights, even though they did a bullshit ass investigation where they didn't really look into things. She stood for what she believed in. So shout outs to Gabrielle Union and fuck Terry Crews, okay, at this point, um, we're gonna move on to another thing that I really wanted to talk about, I was supposed to talk about the last time that I was on here with you guys, which is a blogger, a well-known blogger, YouTuber, whatever you want to call this lady named Lovely T, she made some statements that was very disgusting and very, like, heartbreaking to me, she went on her podcast and she said, um, she basically said, um, that George Floyd and other black men were worth more dead than alive and that basically she insinuated that George Floyd wasn't a good father and that he was a player and she basically um she was just saying that she uh she's tired of how these men are being portrayed as saints and she was basically justifying the police killing a lot of these black men that blew my mind okay because lovely T is a black woman okay um, allegedly she's dating a Hispanic man and she's dating outside her race. And I feel like that's another thing that just enfranchise people from their race and stuff like that. But it just really bothered me to see all of this hate coming from a black woman saying that this guy's worth more than dead. It doesn't matter if he was the best father or not. It doesn't matter if he had three women, six women, five women. What does matter is that he was killed by people who were supposed to protect him. What does matter is that you shouldn't be having be fearful of walking around just because you are a black man right is right and wrong is wrong and it just disgusted me to hear her see her and speak to her nine thousand viewers okay ninety thousand viewers and tell them that george like basically just flip the script and just say george floyd wasn't shit and basically that um she was defending the police and what they was doing and all these murders and stuff like that and that just really disgusted me with her and i definitely said she's out of here as well okay i don't have time for nothing like that and that just really turned me off from lovely t okay i'm just gonna go back i'm not gonna i unsubscribe from her channel i'm not watching no more of her videos i'm just going to watch tasha k okay i'm just gonna watch tasha k 
I'm just going to watch um, T.S. Madison and all the other people out there. There's other bloggers. You are just not for me no more, and I'm just done with you. Um, next thing that I really wanted to talk about was um, the whole blackface controversy. So if you guys don't know, it was a lot of a lot of the late night hosts have been getting caught up where um, people has been finding old skits of them, but um, blackface makeup on. First, it was Jimmy Fallon. Um... A 2001 skit was pulled up of, of him wearing a whole blackface. And then there was um, Jimmy Kimmel, who is the other late night host that comes on um, ABC. And basically, um, he was impersonating a black basketball player and he had on blackface from head to toe. And basically, he decided to take a break from the show because um, he felt like his thing, he felt like he offended a lot of his viewers and a lot of his fans. Um... If you want to get technical and you really want to talk about it, blackface really bothers me because it's a history behind it, a history behind the whole thing. Blackface was used to mock black people, make fun of our features, make fun of our skin color. So what they did was they used to um, do movie roles and stuff like that back in the day, and they would have white people put on the dark skin and act like clowns and caricatures of black people they will have them poke their backs out stick their butts out and just be the buffoon be the um the clown the butt of everyone's joke even in horror movies they would have white people play as black people and they would represent us as basically the monsters in the movie and if we wasn't the monsters we would be the one that would be slaughtered and stuff like that they would have um, portray negative stereotypes about us. Um, they would treat us as like they would reenact slavery, reenact hangings with blackface on. So I feel like as an adult, because these men were adults in 2001, 2003, or eight, whenever this time was, they was adults. You should know better. There is no teachable moment. There is no forgiveness in me because as a black person, I'm hurt to see somebody who. Both of you have big black audiences, okay? You have big, major black audiences. A lot of black people watch your shows, watch late night TV. And I feel like you should have known better. There's no forgiveness for doing blackface. You can portray a character that is black through their mannerisms, through their speech, through how they walk, without you painting your face black. Like, I do comedy skits all the time. I do funny videos on TikTok all the time. Even if it's white voices, I don't put powder on my face, sugar on my face, glue, salt, whatever is white substances on to portray white people. You can just do that. If you're funny, you got it. You don't have to put on black face to be a black person. Like, let me think of an iconic person that's black. Um, you could do Cat Williams and his voice and his mannerisms without painting your face black. You could do um, Bernie Mac without painting your face black. And I just felt like Y'all knew better, and y'all should know better than to be out there wearing a whole black face. Even in those times, even back in those times, it was unacceptable. Um, and I feel like I'm done with Jimmy Kimmel. I'm done with Jimmy Fallon. If it could be anybody, you if you're doing white face, you're fucking done. You're trash and you're canceled. Um, if we could cancel Bill Cosby, we could cancel. Everybody else, we could cancel these same motherfuckers for doing whiteface. There's no reason people, grown-ass men, grown-ass, grown-ass men in their 40s, 30s should be wearing blackface. Like, there's no excuse for it. There's no exception to the rule. And I feel like y'all need to do better. These networks need to do better. Um, Do your research on people. And as a whole network... Where the fuck are the black people? Where is the Jamals and the Keishas, the black interns? Where's the black executives that oversee shit? Because there's no way that this shit just got passed on. This is why we need black people in those spaces to occupy those spaces so stupid shit like this won't happen anymore. And that is that on that. I just feel like give black people these spaces and let's stop doing this stupid shit. Let's stop repeating the mistakes of the past. Um... Moving on from that, I'm going to talk about my last topic um, in this segment, which is the word Karen. So the other day, I was on social media, scrolling through social media, as we do, as we millennials do. You go through, you look up, and you just see stuff. And I seen a comment from a white lady, said, and she basically said, the word Karen offends me, and I feel like that 
the word Karen. She's basically comparing the word Karen to the N-word and saying that it's the same thing and we shouldn't be calling white people Karen. And I just want to say, are you fucking dumb? Are you fucking stupid? Okay. The word Karen is comes from a name and a action that you have to do to be called that. The word Karen is a word is a name. It's simple as that. The word nigga is not a name. Black people wasn't called nigga because of something they was done. They was called nigga because of how they look, of the skin of their the the color of their skin and stuff like that. The word nigga and Karen don't even have any similarities. They don't go neck and neck, tone to tone. I feel like Alright, black people we do learn new words, we do drag, tend to drag it sometimes. But not all white people are Karen's, okay? That's one. If you're not a Karen, the word Karen should not offend you, okay? If you don't do shit like that, and then I see white people using the word Karen too towards white people. So I don't know why she tried to make it like a only black people use the word. Um if you guys don't know a Karen is um a white woman who weaponizes the police and uses the police to um target black people. Um and I just wanted to say, um, everybody is not a Karen, one, but if you are, you are. And I feel like the word is nowhere close to the N-word, and that just turned me off. And I just felt like it was another white woman trying to do the, oh, woe is me, I'm so hurt by this, and stuff like that. And I feel like white people are always, white women especially, are always looking for the reverse racism moment. The, oh my God, I feel like they're being racist to me moment. And it just not it's not that, and that's not what it is. And I feel like they need they just need to let it go. Like Karen is gonna be around. If you are not a Karen, you should not be offended by the word Karen. And although everybody's not a Karen, there are a lot of Karens out there. There has been a lot of Karens throughout history, even with the Emmett Till situation. White women have been weaponizing their appearance and their voices and their skin color just to um. hurt people or just to seem as they are the victim and basically you need to get over that shit because Karen ain't going nowhere okay if you ain't a Karen you should not be bothered by the word Karen and that is that on that okay um moving on we're gonna jump into my next segment which is basically a review on this year's 2020 BET Awards Black Entertainment Television Awards so basically the other day a couple of days ago um it was the 2020 BET Awards, and I just want to say congratulations to BET on 20 years of entertainment. I thought that BET was around longer than that, but shout out to BET. Congratulations to them. Last night, things were a little different. It was um, the first time the awards was virtual, which I feel like the awards should have been virtual because people don't really watch TV no more. People be on YouTube, people be on social media, people go on IGTV, Firesticks, etc., um, this year's show was hosted by Amanda Seals. Congratulations to her. I feel like she was who she was the person who needed to be there in these times that we're going through with all of this um, Black Lives Matter stuff and all of the movement that's going on because she's been about this life. She's been speaking about black issues. She's not doing it because it's cool. She's been about that life. She's been talking about these things um, and just being about it. So basically, congratulations to Amanda Seals, and it's about time she did a good job. She hosted the show from her own house. She had a couple of green screens, outfit changes. She even did skits. She was the, she did the damn thing. Okay, she did what needed to be done. So my hat my hat is off to Amanda Seals. Um, some of the big winners from the award show was um our guy who we love over here, which is Roddy Rich. He was um. He won Album of the Year and he won Best New Artist, which I feel like is well-deserved because he's been just producing hit after hit after hit. So, shout out to um, Roddy Rich. Um, Megan Stallion also won Best Female Rap um, and Viewer's Choice Award for Hot Girl Summer featuring Nicki Minaj. Um, Chris Brown had won Best Male R&B, which is no surprise. He also won Best Collaboration with Drake for No Guidance, which is no surprise because that song was everywhere. Um, the Baby had won Best Male Rap Artist, which was deserved because The Baby has been doing his thing as well. Um, Beyonce had won a, a Humanitarian Award for all of the um, money she's been giving back and all of her contributions over the years. 
But then there was some bullshit that happened. So basically, this year's R&B category was Lizzo versus Janae Aiko versus Summer Walker versus Beyonce. And there was a big upset when Lizzo won the award for best R&B. In my opinion, a lot of people was dragging Lizzo after this. And I feel like it was rightly deserved to drag her because... Lizzo don't know what she is. One minute she's a rapper. She was nominated for Best Female Rapper last year. Then she's a jazz artist. Then she's a pop artist. Then she's an R&B artist. I would have to say Summer Walker did deserve that. Like, Summer Walker album was everything, okay? Her album was a, a artwork, a masterpiece. From start to finish, you can listen to the songs on Summer Walker album. Um, I would just have to say that she was robbed. And it is what it is. So, shout-outs to Summer Walker. Shout-outs to Lizzo. But I feel like they definitely robbed Summer Walker on that award. Um, then there was also so many great performances, which I love BET for always bringing the performances, okay? Some of my favorites will have to be Chloe and Haley. These two ladies have been doing the damn thing since Corona started with the performances from home. They have full sets in their house. The vocals are there. They are the children of Destiny's Child, okay? Those are Destiny's children. They do not disappoint. Every time they go, there's amazing vocals, stage presence, everything. I love Chloe and Halle, and they're definitely next up. Also, we have Rowdy Rich, who did a medley of some of his hits from his um, anti-social album. Never disappoints as well. He's another person who knows how to perform and tweak the song. Um... Another performance I liked was the baby's performance. It was um, his hits that he does. You know, the baby has hits, but he put a socially conscious twist on it. In the video, he was um, on the floor like George Floyd, and he just showed a lot of strong black imagery during his performance. And he showed that you could still um, be a conscious rapper, but be lit and still have hits. So shout out to the baby. I just feel like he's. Um, Showing rappers that you could speak out on big issues without being in a corny way or without being looked at as trying to be holier than thou. Um, next, we have my favorite performance of the night was Megan Thee Stallion. Shouts out to Megan the motherfucking Stallion for keeping the lights on, okay, for BET. Her performance was everything. She has been one of the best artists since this whole corona time has been like hitting us. She has came out with the Savage Challenge, the dance moves, the looks. Her performance was everything. She had um she did the Hot Girl, she did Savage, she did her um NWA remix song. Um her performance visually was stunning. She had the whole Mad Max thing going on in the desert with the cars. And I just feel like I love Megan for always being creative. Always doing new shit. Always just pushing the barrier. And I feel like after Nikki is done, Megan is definitely next up because she can rap. She has the look. She is beautiful. She's unapologetic. Her body is a natural, normal body. And she has bars. So shout out to Megan the motherfucking Stallion. Overall, I enjoyed the BET 2020 Awards, yes. However, I do miss one... The only thing that I can say is I do miss the live experience. People going to get their awards, walking through the crowd, saying their speeches. I do miss the performative emotions of it all, of the BET Awards. And I do feel like this was a great award show. It's definitely better than last year, in my opinion. I just feel like BET, they stepped up their award show. And they need to step up their... Um, they um shows their content on the thing on the show they need all the lit shows like they need shows like the shy shows like scandal and stuff like that but all in all it was a good 2020 BET awards and i enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to next year being just like that all right so we're going to get into our next segment of the show which is my favorite segment out of all the segments that we do here and it is called beef in the streets okay this is where we break down the beef between two rappers two celebrities and we just talk about what happened, we reflect, and we give a winner, somebody the W, and we give the loser the L of the beef, all right? So, first up, we have J. Cole versus No Name. If you guys don't know who No Name is, she's a rapper. She's like one of those festival-type rappers, like a neo-soul-type rapper. She's really creative. She's black. Um, She wears, like, creative outfits to match her rap. She's more of a conscious rapper than, like, a mainstream rapper. So this all started when No Name started to express how she was mad at celebrities using black problems to promote music, to promote albums, to sell stuff, and not being out there in the streets, physically being out there at protests and stuff like that. 
So that's what No Name was mad about, and that's what she said. She was making many tweets reflecting this thought. Mm. So J. Cole released a song. He responded and released a song, and his, some of his lyrics were basically saying that he feels like she's talking about him, saying, just because you woke and I'm not, don't make you better than me. Saying He also said, how you dissing the niggas that you need, instead of being holier than now, bring us up to speed. That was one of his, um, his response. In his record that he dropped, he dropped the record out of nowhere without a lot of promotion. So a lot of people was feeling that he was responding to No Name. He didn't directly say her name, but the song just came right after the um, stuff that she had said or whatever. So after um, that, it was just it. That was just the extent of their beef. I don't feel like she was personally talking about um, J. Cole, because it could have been many people that she was talking about. Um, when it comes to like being in the streets, J. Cole is one of the few rappers like Kendrick Lamar they do rap a lot about black issues, but they show up to stuff like J. Cole was at a lot of the protests that was happening. So was Kendrick. Um, but I do get what No Name is saying. There are a lot of rappers, singers, actors, YouTubers who um, like to talk about black issues, but don't be at the protest or have negative thoughts about the protest. Um, this could um, apply to anybody. And there are people who talk about black issues, but don't show up to things. For example, y'all favorite person, Beyonce. But... I just feel like it was just miscommunication going on and he kind of took her sub her sub tweet as like a shot at him. Um, this just goes to show that we are in crazy times where you got the conscious rappers beefing and arguing about stuff that don't even matter and don't even make sense. But I don't feel like it was really a clear winner in this beef, but if I had to give a W to somebody, I'm going to give it to No Name because she got a lot of attention that she don't usually get and is putting new people onto her music and... I like No Name, and I like J. Cole, and I just feel like it was just a miscommunication. Miscommunication. A shot was fired, and it may have not been for him, but he took it like it was for him. So it is what it is at the end of the day. All right, so our next beef we have is Tamar versus K. Michelle. This is the never-ending beef. It seems to not stop. It never ends. It keeps going. The beef that keeps on giving. So basically, um, Tamar was on... T.S. Madison show called um, The Queen's Supreme Court or whatever. And, you know, since Corona been going on, quarantine going on, they've been asking, like, would you do a versus battle with this person? Would you do a versus battle with that person? So, Madison asked Tamar, would she do a versus battle with, you know, K. Michelle, Keisha Cole, da-da-da. And instead of her saying anything negative about K. Michelle, she just rung this little bell that she has. Um, Tamar has been doing this for, like, a little minute. She's talking about the bell reflects positivity and stuff like that so she just rung her bell she didn't really respond much towards it and i guess k michelle seen it and k michelle is very miserable she's a miserable person she likes to keep stuff going she doesn't want to end the beef so k michelle took to her social media and she just said how am i supposed to beef with a muppet she kept calling tamar a muppet talk about how she don't have edges and stuff like that and then after that um Tamar's new boyfriend, fiance, whatever he wants to be, just was like, he doesn't like that these two beautiful, talented black women are arguing. He don't want them arguing anymore. And K. Michelle then went on to mock, mock him and his African accent and say ignorant things like a Wimoe or whatever it was that she was saying. And she continued to drag um, Tamar. Tamar didn't really respond towards um, K. Michelle this time. But I just feel like this needs to be let go. This beef has been going on since 2014, 13. All over this thing because Tamar was friends with Toya, which she's not friends with now. And um, Toya was dating a man that um, abused K. Michelle. I just feel like K. Michelle needs to let the beef go with Tamar because Tamar didn't even really say nothing. If anything, you should be mad at T.S. Madison. But I just would give the W in this to Tamar for not responding. She she doesn't need to respond to um, K. Michelle. She's doing a lot better. She got two TV shows on TV, um, on two different networks, and she's in love. She's happy. So I just feel like Tamar won this, and K. Michelle needs to let it go. Like, stop trying to fight with this girl. This girl don't want to fight with you. She's not in that miserable space that you are in right now. Um, we're going to move on to our next beef, which is between Swiss Beats versus Drake and company. So... Swiss Beats was on um, his um, radio show or podcast, and he was talking to um, Busta Rhymes about his career, his music, and how much of a, how innovative that Busta has been since 
his career in hip hop. And um, basically, somehow, someway, Drake got brought up to the conversation, and Busta was talking about how he had a record with Drake, and somebody leaked it, or pieces of it got out, snippets of it got out, and Drake shelved the record, which is like, Drake basically put a pause on the record, saying that the record, he doesn't want the record out, this, that, and the third. And Drake is known for doing that. Back in 2018, 2017, he had did the same thing to um, Olivia from Love & Hip Hop. And so basically he had did the same thing to Olivia and he stopped a record that came out with Olivia and then it had made a little beef between them two as well. So after all of this happened and everybody was mad, um, Swiss Beats just reacted to what Buster told him about how Drake shoved the record. And he wound up calling Drake a pussy, and he was saying that Drake is pussy. He needs to respect the OGs in the game. He needs to bow down, show homage, and stuff like that. Um, few days after, Drake didn't respond, but it blew up. It got more media attention, and um, Swiss Beats tried to apologize to Drake, saying that um, he was out of pocket for calling him um, a pussy and stuff like that. So basically, after um, after all of that happened. Drake's producers and Drake team was just writing shots like, oh, don't apologize now. When we see you have that same energy, they called um, um, Swiss Beats an old-ass hater and a fuckboy. And lately, I feel like Swiss Beats have been being like a fuckboy and a hater. He's been starting unnecessary beef, causing unnecessary tension. Like, for example, what he did with Usher and Nicki Minaj and Lil' Kim, he didn't have to ask Usher about Nicki Minaj. Or he didn't have to ask Usher about Lil' Kim. Like, Swiss Beats is in this... I don't know if it's because quarantine is happening and they're not making a lot of money like the famous people, but Swiss Beats is in this clout chasing position and he's causing unnecessary drama and he hasn't been known to be like this in the past and it just looks bad on his part and I'm going to have to give him the L in this. Swiss Beats definitely taking the L for starting a beef with Drake, one of the biggest rappers for no reason. And it's like you're lowering yourself from hip hop great to like, uh, you're going out like a sucker basically. But that's that on that. We're going to move on to our next beef, which is Lonnie Love versus Tamar. So basically, Tamar's back at it again. She didn't really do nothing this time. Lonnie Love um, is releasing a memoir book about her time on the reel and her life. And a lot of the book, a lot of the interview that I've seen with her and people, I think it was people, it might have been E.T., and she was just talking about how um, she doesn't like that she was falsely accused for um, getting Tamar off the show, even though multiple people said it was Lonnie, even... Um, former friends of hers said it was her that got Tamar off the show and I feel like she's just trying to um garner more attention to um make Tamar beef for her she wants this Tamar beef because it's good for her it's gonna sell her book it's gonna get her attention like it has in the past and I just feel like Lonnie is clout chasing as well and she needs to get over this with Tamar like this was five years ago y'all had four seasons after she's left Amanda Seals done came Amanda Seals done left it's more things going on for you to then to be beefing with Tamar Braxton. And I just feel like Lonnie is taking another Ellenist because now it's dragging out. Like, everybody likes good drama and good beef, but not when it's lasting five years later. Five years later, this is not even a beef. This is a war. Nothing should be going on for five years. Any problem that you have with somebody should never last for five years. You shouldn't even care that much for it to last that long. So... In this case, again, Lonnie is going out like a sucker. You could be doing something more productive than being worried about the next person. But if that's what she want to do, that's what she's going to do. And that's all I have for you guys today. And with the Beats in the Street segment, we're going to move on to our next segment of the show, which is called You Won't Believe This, where we just talk about everything that's going on in hip-hop. We give you a little fast-paced news and tell you about a lot of the stuff going on. First and foremost, let's give our... Cons- um, ooh. Oh, this is. Let me get the word right. Let's give our condolences to Young Miami for her son's father and her family. She has recently lost her baby father. He had passed away from, I believe it was gun violence, but I'm not going to say it was. But let's just give our condolences to Young Miami. But in other City Girl news, let's jump to Miss JT. So apparently JT was dating Little Uzi in a two, in private. It wasn't, it wasn't on social media. It wasn't on a blog or nothing. The two was dating in private and... Allegedly, they broke up. The two have broke up last a couple of days ago, actually. And allegedly, it's because Uzi is still messing with his um first girlfriend that he had when he first got famous, which is Britney. She claims that little Uzi is toxic and he wants to argue from sun up to sun down. And she wrote she wrote a status on Twitter or a tweet saying that 
she's single and men are toxic and then little uzi went on to retweet her tweet with the tongue out emoji and jt got mad and she went on live and she lit his ass up for like an hour um i knew that something was up because um she was always listening to little uzi music and saying she likes little uzi's music and she wanted to do a song with uzi and she would smile and giggle on live and her and Carisha was keeping it low, but they never really spoke about it. Because a part of the city girl's image is, image is not to be in love or to be happy. Part of their image is to be a hus like a, a, a hustler or just to get money and go and not catch feelings. But the city girls do catch feelings. They are in a relationship. Like, Young Miami is a whole mother, and she, I think she engaged to him. And JT is in a whole relationship. So they had to have somebody look like they were still single, still by themselves. Um... Basically, I don't know. I don't know what to feel about the situation or anything. I would love to see like how it would have been if their relationship was public. But if he's toxic, JT, let him go. Move on to the next. But I love Lil Uzi and I love JT. And I wish that they could have worked it out. Alright, so in other news, we have V Simone is back at it again. She's back in the headlines for a transphobic comment and anti-gay behavior she has made on a podcast on a podcast talking about how she feels that trans women need to stop tricking men and she keeps calling them trannies and she referred to the LGBTQ community as the lettuce, bacon, tomato sandwich community. And my thing is just how dumb can you be, B. Simone, at this point? You have came at black people, you have came at regular people that work nine to five, the working class, now you coming at trans people, now you coming at gay people. It's just like, how many people are you going to diss? If you keep dissing everybody and you keep saying negative things about everybody, who's going to buy your products? Who's going to buy your your book that's plagiarized? Who's going to buy anything that you're selling if you're dissing everybody? And two, one of the things that just didn't sit right with me was when she said, um, I have a trans friend, so I could say tranny or things like that. That's it. Just equated to a black, a white person saying, "Oh, I have a black friend, so I could say nigga." It was just so many things that I just couldn't stand about, like the whole interview with B. Simone and everything that she was talking about. It's clear that she's not educated on stuff, and that they shouldn't be asking her questions like that. Um, I feel like the the podcaster just wanted to stop her, like, and try to save her. But you can't save people when they're already jumping out the window, when they're already have this thought in their head that they want to get out so bad that they'll just risk it all. Um, I definitely feel like B. Simone, she's, she just got to a place that's good in her career, and I feel like she's just going to lose it that fast. Like, you just got here. You just made it to a million dollars. And quite as kept, you have to pay taxes on that million dollars, so it's not a full a million dollars. And you have employees to pay, and nobody's going to want to buy your products if you're saying ignorant things like this over and over and over and over and then you try to fall back on, oh, I'm a Christian. Nobody's going to care you're a Christian no more. You're not going to have people that's going to sympathize and empathize with B. Simone and them weird-ass eyebrows. Um, moving on to other news. So apparently Doja Cat took it upon herself to go on live and defend the racist people that she was on Tiny Chat with saying that they were good people, they aren't racist, and she even as went as far to lie and say that she didn't use the N-word towards a black man but she used it towards a white man and apparently she was lying like it's footage of her on the tiny chats saying racist things doing racist slurs twerking playing with herself for um white men and just being a weirdo um it's sad to say this because i really do like doja cat like music but i don't like the person that's making the music and she's starting to give me this thing where it's like this r kelly thing where i'm gonna have to just cancel both because why are you still speaking about this? Like, we almost forgot about the whole racist thing and um, hanging out with the incels, but you bringing it back up is gonna keep making us think about it and keep making us wanna reflect on it. Like, you almost got away with it if you would've just been quiet, Doja Cat. But it's like you don't wanna be quiet. You like the negative attention and all attention is not good attention. All I'm gonna say is that you did use the N-word towards a black person and you can't lie. There's video footage. That's why you need to just stay off those chats. Like, you're a famous person with millions of dollars, millions of fans. Why are you choosing to go in chat rooms with racists? Like, it's not clicking to me, and I'm not getting it, and it's just weird. Um, Moving on to another story that I'm going to touch on in a couple of days 
more in depth, but I just wanted to talk about it um, real quick. August Alcina did an interview with Angela Yee where he exposed the fact that him and Jada Pinkett Smith was in a relationship and he even got Will Smith's permission to date Jada. And it's not really a surprise to me. It's like a lot of people always said that Jada and Will have this arranged marriage and um, basically that Jada and Will are swingers. It was all this talk for like years now. And in my opinion, I've been knew this was going on. Like they were taking pictures together. Um, they was on doing like the Snapchat photos together. Um, people even questioned him about this in 2017 and Jada lied and said that he was dating Willow and he, she posted some pictures of him and Willow on the beach as if they was a couple, which is weird because now you're caught in your lie. So how are you going to explain those pictures and what you said? Um, Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith, I don't like her. I really feel like she's really manipulative and she knows how to word things and mix things up to make you feel that something isn't what it is. Um... Quiet as it's kept, Will Smith is also has a girlfriend that's in um the UK. Um, is this little model girl, model actress, social media girl, and, and anywhere Will goes, she takes a picture with Will. Like any locations he, he's at or she's filming, um, she's there. She's there 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, 10 seconds later, she takes a picture in the same spot, but never together. So I've been knew that Will had a girlfriend and Jada probably has. August was Jada's boyfriend. Like, was good for the goose, it's good for the gander. And I guess they just have a weird arrangement when they like to date other people but stay married. I feel like they stay married for the business part and that they want to just, they want to represent black love but secretly do what they do. And I feel like you shouldn't look for these people to represent you. These people are people just like the rest of us. And I feel like Jada is really upset now because she can't lie her way out of this one like she usually does. I already wasn't messing with Jada Pinkett because I didn't like how she tries to make it look like dark-skinned women are bullying light-skinned women, which she said on her last um, Red Table Talk that she was always bullied by darker-skinned women and she felt like she couldn't express herself. So that's already one of the reasons why I don't fuck with Jada Pinkett Smith. And I'm just glad that this is all coming out and that she's getting exposed to the person that she is. And I just want you guys to see this and I want you guys to... um. I'm going to talk more about this in um, my next show, but I just wanted to get it out there because it's fresh, it's new, and yeah, you caught Jada. Alright, so we are now getting towards the end of my show, and I like to do these two awards. I like to give somebody the Weirdo of the Week and the MVP Award of the Week, and I think I'm going to start with the Weirdo of the Week. Whew. My first Weirdo of the Week is going to three different people. My first person that I want to give Weirdo of the Week to is B. Simone. I'm just over you, I'm over your eyebrows, I'm over your opinions, I'm over your thoughts. They're just negative and it's just like, you're not going anywhere and I'm just over you. You shouldn't be attacking the trans community, calling them trannies, attacking the working class or even attacking the Black Lives Matter movement saying that you're a Christian before anything when that's just absurd to me because in my opinion, you are black before you are anything because with people don't, people have to talk to you to know that you're Christian. People look at you and know that you're black. Um, secondly, another person that I'm giving the Weirdo of the Week award to is Terry Crews for just cooning and trying to fit in with white people so much that he turned his back on a black woman in Gabrielle Union and he's even saying he just doesn't know how to express himself and get his thought across in the right way. So I'm just over Terry Crews and it seems that he'd rather be in white spaces than to do what's right or just to even speak of a thought against whiteness and i'm just over that um my third widow of the week is going to all the karens of the world weaponizing their whiteness and calling police officers on innocent black men or just taking issues to where it doesn't have to go you don't always have to call the cops for everything um stop playing the victim and stop acting like it's woe is me i hate people like that and i just want to say not all white women are karen but there are a lot of karens out there and if you're caring, fuck you. And that's it on that. Now, when it comes to MVP of the week, I have a lot of people that I feel like are doing good. I want to give my MVP of the week when it comes to music. I want to give that to Rowdy Rich for winning a lot of the um, awards he won at the BET Awards for having a great project. I also want to give my MVP of the week to Amanda Seals for doing a great job at hosting the 2020 BET Awards, for always speaking up on black issues, and for always just being 
a um, pillar of hope and light in a dark world. So I want to shout out to Amanda Seals. I also want to give my MVP of the week award to all of the protesters for just being out there, getting in the street, and not being as passive as our um, ancestors and just speaking on black issues and fighting for black rights. I want to give a shout out to my friend Larry, aka I am Queens on Instagram for not only going to all of the protests, also organizing a lot of the protests that was out there. He organized a protest in Brooklyn, two in Brooklyn, about five of them or four of them in Queens. He even was in the Bronx two days ago. So shout out to Larry. Guys, make sure you go follow him. Again, his Instagram is I am Queens. Um, and I feel like that's it for today, guys. I feel like that's enough of my show. That's almost an hour and change. Um, if you guys are new, make sure you guys go follow me on Instagram at underscore Rashamel. That is underscore R-A-S-H-A-M-E-L. Make sure you go follow me on my ZTV page, which is ZTV. Make sure you click the link in the description and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like my videos. Watch my rapper interviews. If you know anybody that's interested in doing an interview, send them my way um, by um, Instagram. And make sure you like my videos again. Also, guys, I'm creating a Patreon where you guys can get exclusive um, interviews, podcast episodes before their release date. So that link will also be under this video. Um, my podcast is on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, anywhere you can listen to um, Google Play, anywhere you can listen to um, podcasts. I am here. You are tuned into the latest podcast on Earth, and I am out. I'll see you guys next week, okay? You heard?